Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to White Wine Question Time, the podcast that brings together well-known friends to talk through three thought-provoking questions over three glasses of wine. And this week, I'm joined by Kimberly Walsh, who found fame as one-fifth of those mega pop girl fiends, Girls Aloud. Most recently, uh, Kimberly has been starring, and she was toy company exec Susan Lawrence mm-hmm. in Big the Musical, alongside uh, a former fellow Strictly contestant. She both did mm. Strictly. He won, didn't yeah, he, Jay? Did, Jay yeah. McGuinness. Uh, she's also got two beautiful boys, Bobby and Cole, and designs a really stylish kids' wear range called Kimber Kids with her brother, Adam. Now, joining Kimberly is a fellow mum of two, Izzy Judd, who I met on the Strictly tour, where she was with her husband, McFly's drummer, Harry Judd, who had just won Strictly. He had. I don't, we weren't married then either, were we? We were about to get married. Yeah. You are full of love and promise. <laughs> and now look. <laughs> <laughs> full of kids. Her first book, Dare to Dream, was published in 2017, and it's a brilliantly honest book uh, that accounts your, your your route to parenting via IVF, your, your struggles to conceive, and now you've followed it up with the second book. It's called Mindfulness for Mums, and it helps mums to feel calm amidst the chaos that's otherwise known as family life. <laughs> and I've already pre-ordered, because I want to know how the hell you do that, please. Oh. So I'm all ears. How did you two become friends? We've just kind of seen each other over the years. Like, I think cross paths through different people over the years, haven't we? We have, yeah. And now we're both in that same mum zone. Yeah. That's it. Kids of a similar age. And we all just always Lots find ourselves common. chatting. Yeah, It's just exactly. nice when you find a kind of fellow mum. And, you know, often I go along to things as Harry's wife. And it's sometimes quite hard to sort of fit in and, and feel like, I'm there and kind of, you know, not kind of tagging along. Yeah. And it's nice to, when people are actually interested in what I do as well. And yeah. so with Kimberly, it's always, been, she's always just been interested to ask 
you know that's because she's a really nice person yeah and also like we do when you're a mom and as well when you've got similar aged kids there's just so much that you can discuss I mean it's probably usually sleep that we talk about we're already having the lift on the way (laughs) up finally getting out of that zone we'll start talking about something different soon (laughs) but I wanted to start off with a question can you think of one thing that you've been really glad that you said yes to yeah the McFly tour (laughs) <laughs> that's, that would make sense. Because yeah. Yeah. I nearly didn't. Really? Yeah. Mm. So talk me through. You were a classical music student yes. at that time. Well, I was actually in another crossover group at that time. And so I had commitments with them. Um, they We were managed by the same guy that did Bond. And so we I were... I should point out here to listeners that you are an infinitely talented violinist. And yeah. you're a beautiful oh. musician. And yes, yeah. we, sh- we should just put that oh, that's there kind of because you are very, very special oh. when it comes to that little wooden thing. And a, what do you call it? <laughs> a bow. So a bow, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was kind of tied with commitments and it was one of those sliding door moments where I wasn't going to do it and then I did. And then I got mumps and, had, and was sent off the tour. I, you know, I was... Um, I was born in 1984. There was an epidemic of mumps from the MMR vaccine. So I was sent off the tour because I was obviously the, like, contagious girl. But I, I came back. And then, obviously, on that tour, I met Harry and the rest of the girls from Escala. God, that was a so, really was life-changing a, yeah, decision. Well, yeah. What about you? I thought, yeah, I'm trying to think now. Um, well, obviously, like, going for pop stars' arrivals, nothing would be the same in my life if I hadn't have done that. And I didn't get the application for myself. My old dance teacher got it for me. Your dance um, teacher from Bradford? Yeah. Who always thought you were brilliant. Yeah, she really has she been. She just like, championed she's a bit you. like a mentor. Yeah, yeah, she really did. I think, like, I loved what, I loved it. I thought I was all right, but I'm not really one to push myself. So I did need her in my life, I think, like, growing up. Like, she'd give me, like, free dance lessons because she'd be like, you've got to be able to do everything. You can't just be a singer. You've got to be a triple threat. So she's like, it's all right. Come for free. I'm like, it's a real great. Billy Elliot. It was a little bit. And then she got me a singing scholarship. So, because she's right. You kind of do have to be able to do them all if you want to be, you know, if you want to do, do that. Anyway, yeah, she put the application in for for pop stars arrivals yeah. I would never have put myself up for that sometimes you need you need a figure like that to cross your path because your mum was trying to do it all wasn't she she yeah. was a single mum yeah with how many of you wanting to go to different drama schools four four of us yeah she literally was like a taxi service and it's only now that I'm older that I realise how hard that was because I'm like Okay, so if we didn't finish stage school till nine and Amy was a baby, what did you do? Take her out of bed and yeah. take her to pick us up? And she was like, yeah. She's like, it was the 80s. Like, I had to do what I had to do. And, and Pop Stars Arrivals was the first, really, of its kind in as much as the search for a band. Yes. And then you go in and you didn't make the cut. No. I can't believe that. Yeah. They think, were they deaf? <laughs> no, but I wasn't that confident, you know. And they're looking for characters, which I didn't. I didn't think about that in my head, you know, like I just went in there and sang. Like I wasn't like playing up to anything, trying to be like the crazy one or anything. I didn't give them that much to work with. So who, um, who fell through for you to fall in? Uh, so there was a pregnant woman in the lineup, like as if that could have ever have worked really. Like that's quite funny. Um, did, did they really take her out of the band because she was pregnant? Like no, it, they found out she was too old anyway, but she was one of Louis's. 
Oh, it peeps. So I'm sure he was. Was like, she from sure, Ireland? Sure, just do it anyway. We'll sort it out. Just do it. Yeah, she was Irish. <laughs> oh my god, I, I can so imagine this. He will have blatantly known she was too old. He'd known her for years. Yeah. Whatever, you know. He knows it makes a good program. Um, she's. It was actually, you know, Siva from the Wanted Jay's band. It, it was, was his, his sister. No, she was lovely. Actually, she was a lovely girl. Yeah, so I'd been told, yeah, you're not obviously in the final 10. And then I went back to uni and went back to the diner that I worked at and stuff. I was just getting back on with normal life. And then literally a week or something later, Louis turns up on the doorstep. Literally, like, we weren't prepared for it at all. My brother just got out of the bath. He was stood there in his towel. And he's like, <laughs> you're in the house. You're in the house. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and I literally left Bradford in a car that night and I never ever went back I never lived are you serious at home 17 years again. ago obviously it didn't happen so dramatically but I never actually lived in Bradford again from that point on day on so you both said yes to something that went on to be transformative mm. in terms of where you are now exactly mm. and meeting our husbands we would yeah. never have met them how did you meet Justin that. well he was signed to the same label as me in a band when we met so we used to just see each other at gigs all the time so we wouldn't have met otherwise. And isn't it nice that I mean, like you guys all used to meet on the on the circuit because you were all there doing various gigs. Yeah, and you're still friends. You're still going. Yeah, there's, a, there's a crew of people that kind of just yeah know each other a bit because we just used to cross paths so much. Mm. And we all used to live in the same place as well. We you all did, used to didn't live you? In this in this mental hospital, all of us, like all these pop bands at the same time. McFly lived there for a bit, <laughs> hospital, we lived yeah. there. Was that's, this, yeah, that's where, so when that's Harry when and I, I first started first going out. Yeah. Would have met you. Is, the record <laughs> companies have like some massive deal going on because at one point, you're right, it was a converted former um, mental health institute, yeah. which was now kind of like nice flats. Yeah, <laughs> us, the Sugar Babes. Sugar Babes are there, that's um, it. JLS for a bit, I think. Yeah. It was a fun time in a way because if you all got back on a Saturday night and everyone was still ready carrying on, then just pick someone's flat and carry on there. But I, I, I just, went to a party at McFly's once. I can't remember what it was, <laughs> what, what it was in aid of. I just remember being like in the morning, the boys would go to work and there'd be sort of few girls hanging about, be like, "Do you need a lift to the station?" Oh, gosh. I'd take all these random girls because you never drank, so <laughs> you no, were the exactly, safe bet. Exactly, exactly. The boys were off to work, and it was like, "Oh, morning." That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think they put us all out there because it's out of town, so we couldn't be too wild. That's what I think now. I didn't really know where it was because I wasn't from London. I was like, oh, this could be London for all I know. And then I was like, no, they've definitely kept us out of town. What, what were the boys' flats like compared to maybe Girls and Lions and Sugar Babes? Yeah, I remember Harry's room like so clearly because, yeah, I mean, quite like you were saying, I remember mm. when I met Harry, I just kind of went back with him on the tour bus that night and then that was that ever since basically moved oh, <laughs> basically yeah. moved in with him. But I remember getting a fright in my life. There's like a knock on his bedroom door and it was their tour manager coming in to get him up. I was like, can't you just set an alarm? Yeah, I couldn't understand the no, concept exactly. of like everything being done because they were so young. I had to they teach Harry young, how to yeah. pen a check. They were just in a different world. It was just I yeah. really wish, actually, that I, I wish it was almost compulsory as a duty of care that there was an education for anybody being taken on in those roles by their management team to mm. say, this is tax, mm. this is VAT, I mean, this is profit and loss, yeah, this is how you... it's true, actually. Because you can become so swept away, and you don't have a minute for yourself, let alone a minute to pay your bills and become, yeah. you know, 
grown up. It's true. If you could just jump back to those those times, just for for a long weekend, would you? Could you? Would you oh, love to do that again? Yeah. yeah. I mean, fun, so much it? fun. Yeah, it would be really fun. We should organise like a instead of a school reunion, <laughs> just a reunion yeah. of whatever that little time was. <laughs> Get them all back. Because the guys West are going Life. back on, on yeah. tour next year, yeah. but I think the tour bus is going to be a bit different this time. There's going to be a few more kids hanging about the place. Oh, yeah, and, which will be quite yeah, cute. But oh, I, my gosh, how exciting I know. for, like, the kids. Well, now Mine Lola really understands, and obviously Tom's kids and... Um, yeah. obviously Danny's little boy so they're all they've got a gig at the O2 so That's do you know amazing. what though it's a beautiful way to do it and this year obviously the Spice Girls reformed yeah. and yeah. we went to see them yeah. uh, at, the, at Wembley Stadium and it was so magic to be sat there with their children yeah, you know, I can to imagine. sit sat there with Emma's kids and Melsey's and watching them watching their mums yeah. and it was the same when I remember when All Saints got back together mm. and we were sat they, they were they were supporting Backstreet Boys at the O2, and we'd taken the kids, and they'd never seen their mums do a job like that. They, you know, it was, yeah. they, it was, it was way before they were born, really. And to watch them watching their mums, you, you go, I'm not, you know, they, it was just wonderful to see. And it's a, it's a, it's the same but so different. I know. Only now, my oldest is slightly more interested, like. He'll sometimes ask to watch like videos of me on Strictly or Girls Aloud, but I love most... that Strictly came first. Yeah, then. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like he kind of knows what Girls Aloud is. He's not that interested. He, he kind of sees it as the the hindrance of like when we're out and about. It's usually Girls Aloud fans that get quite excited, and he just looks at me and he's like, oh. Yeah. God, they must love Girls Aloud. <laughs> he gets really annoyed that they're so like funny. He's like, oh, why do you why do you like my mum that much? He just doesn't get it. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
So my next question to you both relates back to your your next project, mm-hmm. Mindfulness for Mums. Yeah. Because I really would love to be a more mindful parent. And Kimberly's putting all kinds of faces, so I'm guessing well, she would too. I don't know too. if I am or not. I don't know what kind of parent I am. I don't have time to think about it too much. Well, there is that. It is literally like flying by the seat of your pants, Yeah, exactly. But what I wanted to know from you both, in, in complete honesty, is how, with the many practical and emotional challenges that you're presented with when you're a mum, how do you try to hold on to good mental health when I, do, I know I've done it, where you sometimes you feel you're sailing so close to the wind that you are losing your mind. <laughs> mm. how, do you, how do you kind of pull yourself back from those moments? I think that's, for me, mindfulness for mums. I think people think with mindfulness, it's another thing to add to their kind of to-do list. And yeah. if I don't do it, it's something else that maybe I've failed at. And as mums, I think we hold so much pressure of everything we should be doing. Um, so for me, where it helps is it it's being present with the children. I'm rubbish at that. Just to be present, because I think we have so much noise. It's not just the exterior noise of the children whinging, mm. or I want this mummy, or I, yeah. they don't want to share the toys, or whatever. It's also the noise in your head of, I need to return that email, I've got to get those presents for that birthday party yeah. this weekend. I've, I mean, it is endless, the, the noise yeah. in your head. And I suddenly realized that I was not able to enjoy the moment that I was actually in with Lola and Kit because of all this exterior noise. So by using mindfulness with them, so for example, um, my two are still quite small, so Lola loves colouring. So actually sitting down and colouring with your child is actually really mindful. It's actually a lovely thing to do, to just sit and colour in, you know. And and a little girl will do that. Boys are trickier. Yeah, boys are trickier. Yeah, yeah. With Kit, it's more about um, engaging in whatever it is that he's doing yeah. that in that moment, um, whether that is reading a short book or whether yeah. you're outside. Boys love to be outside. Yeah, and they do. So that's kind of where the heart of Mindfulness for Mums sort okay. of comes so from, to help me cope with that. You see, I feel like Justin's much better <laughs> at being mindful <laughs> because he can just, like turn everything else off in his brain be there with the kids you can see that he's fully engaged but I think as I take on more as a lot of us mums do I'm always the one that's juggling a million things at the same time so I probably am less mindful because of it you, but you, I mean I tried so I've made a real conscious effort like um, most Wednesdays at the moment I go out for dinner with my son and we sit and we chat. Mm. And oh, that's no, the cutest thing ever. And I, I hope mine will do that with me. <laughs> I love it. And it's, it is, it's really cute. And I really try to make sure that there's, there's no phones in, in hands. And I really try not to be that mum, like when we're in the park, who's always on her phone. Mm. But even when I've got it in my pocket, I'm thinking, I've got five emails that I mm. must re- yeah. return immediately. And so it's, as much as you're trying to do the right thing, sometimes your head just won't allow you to go the mm. distance and really... But then I I think with everything, it's practice. You can't suddenly one day think that that's just going to go away. It's practicing it every day. So, for example, if the phones are your biggest thing, Mm -hmm. biggest challenges. So I find it really helpful to just turn off notifications. So if you're with your children for the afternoon, turn off your emails. That's my my modus operandi. Yeah, just turn them off or just leave your phone, you know, the world will not end, but it's that feeling of, but somebody needs me right but you now. Know what? I know that as you've just said that, people are listening to this going, oh, 
use my phone. Like, you know, what are the yeah. things that we turn our cars around and go home for? Yeah. Our yeah. kids and our phones. Exactly. <laughs> like, if you've and forgotten either of those, your day's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky as well, like, because of the jobs that we all do. Like, we don't mm. just do, like, a nine-to-five job. So, for me, I'm always doing both. Which is mm. terrible, really, because I'm probably doing a, not a great job either. But That's I always I am because I have to work when I'm with the kids because I don't have any allocated time to work without them. You know, like, yeah. well, when I was kind of doing the research on, with the book and, and sort of in thinking about my phone and when I use it, I was like, I can't get through a TV program without it. No. And I remember a time when I would just sit and watch TV program yeah. with my family. Mm-hmm. But you do, you suddenly think, it's here I am. And also it's that connection to the outside because if you're with your children, mm. there's only so long that it's entertaining. Yeah. And, you know, you could have been on your own all day. It's that It's yeah. that kind of, you know, old check-in. on. Yeah. But actually... It is quite anxiety fueling, I think. And you have anxiety as well. So you're you're probably better at practicing mindfulness than somebody like me, for example, who I don't I don't think I have anxiety. I can become anxious, but I don't suffer with anxiety. Mm. If I allow my mind to escape with the thoughts and run with it, I can quickly fall into a trap of panic and anxiety and Mm. I can imagine worst case scenarios so it's learning to stop it before I start to get to that catastrophize I know that there is ways that I could be more mindful and just give them a little bit more quality time Mm. of some of my time that's a little bit more dedicated to when you were performing or when you're performing do you feel are you able to kind of keep that sort of relaxed? Do you get nervous? Um, do you get I, no, I do get nervous. And I used to get way more nervous. Funnily enough, the show I've just done, um, big, that I've just finished, is the most relaxed I've ever felt on a show. And I think it's because of having the kids and now just looking at it much more as just like a bit of a luxury to get back on stage and sing a few songs again yeah. like rather than so like this big deal shifted. yeah i wondered if you would care to share some of that um some of those experiences uh, particularly um in terms of how you view the world and how you view things like your relationships with your partners keeping that going because suddenly there's a dynamic shift like a, literally a dynamic shift and and so it's how do, how do you manage to keep all of that moving in a good way? You've been with your partners since your early 20s. Yeah. You've done amazingly. Done a life sentence already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I think we got lucky. We got good ones. But it's still, it's still a work in progress always. Did you find that things changed between you and your partners once you became parents or whilst you were pregnant or trying to conceive? Yeah, it, it did. But for us, it actually... It, it was it changed in a really positive way like a lot of people say that kids make or break you yeah. we were fine but it added like another element we'd been together so long it was just about me and him selfish da, da, da. and then when Bobby came along it was like I don't know like a, just a deeper level of love like oh. I just loved him so much more that he gave me Bobby and I love him as a dad like I love seeing him as a dad he's a good dad though, yeah he's he? a good dad so it kind of added obviously it has its strains don't get me wrong I mean like everybody we've had a few fights in the night about <laughs> who's gonna get up did all you do that competitive stuff. sleep thing like I got up last night well I got up at 5.11 on, on Tuesday yeah, but I'm like You're ne- you always get more sleep than me so we're not even having this conversation <laughs> I mean, Harry is um, such a great um, dad and husband, and he's 
I'm really, really lucky. Um, and like Kimberly said, of course, we all have those moments. Like, I think one of the biggest challenges for Harry and I has been um, learning when to have conversations. So, you know, probably right in the middle of like a toddler situation is not the time to talk about where we think we might live for example <laughs> but you really want to have that conversation or about schools yeah. or whatever it might be suddenly Harry and I was saying you're suddenly faced with these huge life questions yeah you know are we living in the right place what about schools what yeah. about and you feel like you were only a child a second ago and then all yeah. of a sudden this responsibility to give your family and your children you know a good a good life and it's it's hard and obviously that puts pressure um but I think as well, because we had struggled for a family, during the times we were trying for a baby, my focus was so driven towards becoming a mum that I don't really feel like I had really thought about what that actually meant. But did you, I mean, you wrote a, a beautiful book, an account of your own um, attempts to conceive. And it... it, it you and Harry both told your own sides of the story. And he said he found felt at times like he'd lost you to the process of it all yeah. because you became, you know, fixated yeah. on it. And it, and it does, it puts you massive pressure. imagine pressu- how that would be the case. Plus IVF like, drugs. Yeah. They're a bunch of fun. Well, you know, yeah. by the time Oof. we actually got to doing IVF, obviously gone through a lot before then. Mm. So actually for me, IVF was actually a really hopeful time and that was kind of what I wanted to write about because I think there might be a perception of what IVF Mm. might look like and it is incredibly frightening and it is really gruelling and there is the fear of it not working but equally you know Harry and I had this amazing moment when we went to the clinic to um, have the embryo put back and they project the image on the screen and so Harry and I were there and we were in that really clinical environment but all of a sudden it was just there was this embryo and yeah, it was just the most magical thing and we were both in tears and we were like this wasn't how we imagined we were going to make a baby but it was it was so it, it was romantic in its own way wow. and it was just this feeling of like oh, you know maybe maybe yeah. we are you know going to be a family but when Lola was born I mean, Harry lost it. I've never seen him. It was like all those months of just built up, built up, built up. And then when we took Lola home that, you know, the next day, I remember feeling quite obviously I was delighted, but a little bit sad that I had spent so long focusing on that and that I kind of missed Harry and I. Does that sound weird? Yeah, no. Like no, not at all. It was suddenly this this slight feeling of it's never going to be us two, and obviously, you know, with everything we've been through, of course, we wanted a family. But it was just I almost felt a bit guilty that I put so much emphasis on a healthy pregnancy that I'd forgotten to enjoy that time the two yeah. of us and we just got married. You know, we've been married, you know, a couple of years. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's like it's like that when you have your second and then you suddenly like, oh gosh, what if I'm not going to be able to love that the second yeah. baby as much as do the you first? Because I've never got that far. Really weird, and you're like, why do I feel like this? It's weird. But a lot of it's hormones, I think. Yeah. And what about we talk about how you've only just feeling like you're getting yourselves back? You know, once you've had a baby, it takes two years for your hips to go back to where they were. 
So how's your attitude towards your body changed during that time? Because after I had my son, I became blown away by what my body could do and I didn't give a toss what it looked like. And then that went, and I mm. really missed that. Yeah. I know what you mean. When I first had Bobby, I really didn't care that much about what I looked like. No. I genuinely didn't because I'd just been through this process and all I cared about was obviously this baby. But <laughs> I do feel like my body's slightly back more back to where it was mm. a few years ago now. So I'm starting to reflect. And I was actually chatting to Jay at the theatre the other night and I was explaining how weird it is when you first look in the mirror after you've just had oh. them. Oh. And he was yeah. fascinated by it because he was like, oh God, nobody, nobody's ever said anything like about this to me. And I was like, but think about it. Yeah. So you're you're big, you've got this massive bump, then you have the baby, you go look in the mirror and you're all of that still, but without a bump, it's quite horrifying. It's like, like a lilo that's been deflated by the pool. Yeah, I do remember looking <laughs> and thinking, wow. That's I mean, gonna take a while, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't really care. No, you don't if that care. makes sense, I didn't really care. But I'm not. I wasn't bothered. But no. I was like, wow, that is something I've not seen before. I had when when you struggle for a family. Well, I know personally for me, yeah, I felt like I was I had failed. You know, as a, as a woman, the most natural instinctive thing you think should be to reproduce yeah and so much pressure is on the female you know it's not yeah. they meet there's immediate assumption that it might be um the the woman but actually it's like just as much male either, yeah. you know and so i had kind of given my body such a hard time for not working yeah so it was more to do with like from a hormonal point of view and when you take a lot of hormones you you bloat you're very yeah. physically uncomfortable I'd lost so much confidence so after I had Lola it was that feeling of I'd just been pumped and pumped and pumped with hormones yeah. and it was just feeling like I wanted to feel like me again yeah, yeah. having Get kind of been yourself. yeah mm-hmm. um, and even now I struggle you know I have um amenorrhea which is basically no periods um, Do you know? so they've completely stopped uh. And so now I'm kind of back at that, oh, my body's not working. And it's even now I've had my children, there's oh, still yeah. that and, sense And as much as Lola like, was conceived through IVF, Kit was a was natural conception. Kit I know. natural, so that's... I mean, it was... Because when people say, what a miracle, I'm like... It really which it was. was, but Kit was a, mir- yeah. like a miracle. And I think I just felt... I was so uncomfortable in my skin that I just didn't want to go out with Harry like I would just stay at home because I just is that because of how you actually physically looked or just how you felt physically mentally you know we just got married inevitably people ask when you're going to have a family and it gets to a point where you haven't got the resources to emotionally cope and and physically (laughs) you're so you've beaten yourself up so much so it's interesting, post-children, mm. more it's been wanting to hold on to how I feel more yeah. myself. It's great being a woman, isn't it? I know, exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you think Harry and Justin sit around going, how's your hormone levels? Imagine if they did this instead of us. <laughs> you can have any more kids, mate? Nah, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> don't know. More than enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In fact, that's one of Harry's favourite conversations about, we've, we are done. You know, he's kind of like... Really, that he's think, happy to be well, like, we us, are done. Yeah. <laughs> and with a 19-month age gap, it's intense. It's, it's, it it's okay to be like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
but but you have to both be on the same page with that, obviously. Or is he just making that decision for the parents? Well, I have this kind of big thing because we have one more um, embryo, <gasps> frozen embryo. <gasps> yeah, and so I often look at Lola and I think, ah, that could have been you that we never met. Oh, that's tough, is he? Yeah. Oh, you're, you're young. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I'm, She's have like, you heard Harry? <laughs> we are done. Let me have a little word with Harry. <laughs> Can you get Justin to phone Harry? Yeah. But they Harry, love... I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Uh, ladies, are you ready for your next question? Yes. Um, on my way here today, I looked at your Insta stories, mm-hmm. and you'd posted something, and it resonated with me. So I've, I've turned it into a question for you both. Your final question. This is a quote from Benjamin Mee, and it says, you know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. Just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery, and I promise you, something great will come of it. And I love the romance of that. Yeah. So, so when did you last feel embarrassingly, insanely courageous? When I took both kids swimming. Yeah, that's a, that is <laughs> that the was height of courage. Really, that was, really was. <laughs> that is. I, mean, I gave myself a real pat on the back. I, I was like, I've I managed to take dream of it. Swimming. Would not dream of it. It's saying yes, though, It's isn't saying it? yes, basically. It's Having the faith of just you believing in yourself. You what you don't do, usually. Yes. Yeah. So it's just sometimes just pushing yourself to do something that you think might be just a bit too Even far if you for fail. You. It doesn't Even matter. Even if you fail. I'd really like my kids to have that mentality. Yeah. It's really fine to fail. I can't bear those parents that are like, you have to be this, you have to win. I'm like, you really don't have to win. You just have to be happy. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, exactly. It's totally fine to fail, even though it's within so many of us to want to win everything. Mm. And it could be in their makeup to want to win. I'm trying to just be like, it's still totally cool if you don't. But you learn so much from things not working. They're lessons, That's not true. failures. Yeah, That's so true. like I always think that when when I was talking about um, having IVF for Lola and that yeah. sense of failure, but oh my goodness, I would have done it. I wouldn't have done it any other way no. for her. Like that feeling of just what I learnt. Yeah. In order to meet her. Yeah. Aww. You know, I just wouldn't have done it any other way. But no, that was your it's, journey. But that it's was having what was meant to be. Yeah. And, you know, would I have been that kind of mum had I not gone through all that? Was I meant to sort of go through all that in order to learn more about myself, to kind of equip me with... Be the best mum that you can be, yeah, maybe. I don't know, but what goes on in your head? Am I good enough? Am I going to... You know, it's that fear of what other people think of you, and it's being able to have that inner... Strength yeah, and courage. It's that insane. It is. It's it's that insane courage, as that quote says. It's that embarrassing bravery. There's nothing embarrassing about bravery. I don't know. That's true. But, but I, sometimes things just feel like, gosh, this could go so wrong or so mm-hmm. right, and it doesn't always. It does sometimes go wrong, but you've got to give it a try. But you've got to give it a go, right? Yeah. You just have to. I mean, I would say to to Ben. When he says, I feel scared, I say, no, no, you're just misunderstanding the word. Yeah. It's excitement. Yeah. yeah. Just don't put, just put a different badge on it. Yeah, I'm not scared, true. I'm excited. And then suddenly, those, that's not a lurching feeling in your stomach. It's butterflies, it's butterflies. waiting to fly, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and you give them all of this, 
these tools, this, these yeah. verbal cues to go out and be brave. And then you forget to do it yourself sometimes. Yeah. And, I, and when you put that quote up, I did you know, got lost in the bread Yeah, no, it. I know. I loved it. Yeah. To be honest, when I started doing the tuck jumps in Big the Musical after two kids, I thought that was quite brave. <laughs> I texted you about that, didn't I? I was like, it's a struggle some nights, I'm not going to lie. I'm literally holding that pelvic floor like you've never, never known. We have this moment of doing tuck jumps, but oh. I fell in the show. See, tuck jumps, just to explain to everybody what it is, it's where both your legs both come up at the same time. Both up at the same time. It's quite a, what's the word? It's quite athletic, It's bang. quite an athletic thing for somebody of my age to do. <laughs> Anyway, and when you land, actually, your pelvic floor just naturally opens, Of course, right? of course. And if you've got no control over it, the obvious thing that's going to happen is there's going to be a little puddle. Uh, yeah, and could you imagine <laughs> leading stage. lady puddle in the middle of the stage? <laughs> so one night I actually stacked it in the routine, which is fine. I'm over embarrassment now because of where I'm at in my life. But I got the giggles so bad. And then I had to do the tuck jumps. And oh, honestly, no. it was literally the scariest moment of my life because I couldn't stop laughing. But I was doing these jumps and I thought, I'm literally on a wing and a prayer here. <laughs> and I'm looking at Jay, who has no, no idea, idea. <laughs> not a single clue. He just thinks I'm horrified of what's just happened. I'm like, mate, it's much worse than that. <laughs> Believe me. It's worse than you'll ever know. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, if you'd like to get in touch with us, please do. You can share your own stories of your pelvic floors, wins and fails. And remember, they're not failures, they're lessons. <laughs> uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We are at WhiteWineQT. As always, White One Question Time is produced by Caitlin Mercer uh, for Yahoo UK, alongside me, Kate Thornton, and our music, as always, is provided by the marvellous Andy Bell. Kimberly and Izzy, thank you so, so much. Thank Kimberly, you go, you go and have a nice rest because you've just finished a massive West End run. And Izzy, you'll be psyching yourself up for January the 9th, which is when Mindfulness for Mums is released. But I can tell you that it's available on pre-order now from Amazon. And I would implore you, go yeah, and check it out. Because I think every mum, every parent could find a little bit more time to be so. a bit more mindful. Please do as we do and always drink responsibly. I'll see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.